Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to The Burning Question. I'm Ben, and I'm joined with uh, my co-host, Izzy, today. And this series is going to be about freak weather occurrences. Spent, uh, spent a couple of days racking the, racking the minds about, you know, what exactly are we going to do? I know we'd mentioned in previous episodes that we were going to have, we were going to do it more along the lines of grouping. So every two to four episodes, we would choose a topic and then delve into it. So we, we decided, you know, in this tumultuous time to talk about tumultuous weather, especially considering that, you know, the weather is changing now, spring's coming and, uh, there are a bunch of different weather events that happen come the spring. But today we're going to focus on hurricanes and exactly how they work, uh, how we record them, uh, the devastation that they bring. So I think it should be an interesting topic. It will be interesting. I, I've always wondered. I've always wondered how they worked, like yeah. how they started, how they form, mm. you know, what triggers a hurricane, that kind of stuff. So. I'm actually really, really. I also think it's interesting that we, you know, because we've been. I I love how they track them too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And how they, you know, they say okay, so it's starting. Like the hurricane hunters. Yeah, like people literally drive like around looking for them, and then they people like that. Yeah, yeah and yeah. they'll measure they'll measure them up close and film them up close. It's yeah. super dangerous. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, hurricanes are some of the deadliest natural disasters that can happen. Um, and it's funny that we call them natural disasters because, again, it's a weather event that just so happens to be disastrous to life. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to examine exactly like and. I just want to to clarify something for the for the listeners here. We know that the whole climate change debate is a very hot button issue, so we're not going to we're not going to touch that throughout this uh, this series on freak weather events. We are purely exploring each individual event, and let's say in this case a hurricane. So how it forms, why it does. We're not going to you know, delve into, okay, like why, like how does a changing climate affect a hurricane? We're not, we're not going to do that. We are focusing solely on hurricanes today and everything there is about them. And hopefully because we're two guys who know nothing about it, we can reach a reasonable conclusion within about an hour's time. So fingers crossed. Let's, uh, let's Mm -hmm. hop into it. Izzy, why don't you, why don't you start us off? Yeah. So actually right off the bat, so I'm on our, I've got our good friend, um, our good old friend Wikipedia. Uncle Wiki. Uncle Wiki. And right off the bat, even just before saying what it is, like what defining a hurricane, it's actually a hurricane is like the formal term, Mm. formal terminology is it's a tropical cyclone. And I've always wondered Mm. like the difference between a cyclone and a hurricane. Apparently there's no difference because they're the same thing. No, you're right. Because there is... um some people call it a cyclone. Some people call it a cyclone. Other people a hurricane. Typhoon also. I think the difference between those, uh, at least from what I'm reading here, is that hurricanes are a tr- it's a tropical cyclone that occurs exclusively right. in the Atlantic Ocean and in the Northeastern Pacific. Whereas yeah, well, it, for- it forms there. Yeah, that's where that's where they occur and that's where they form. Whereas a typhoon is like you know occurs in the northwest pacific or in the indian ocean or in the south pacific so yeah. i mean they're, they're they essentially do call, the I mean, same they, thing 
But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what they're saying here. They're saying they're calling so a tropical cyclone is referred to by different names, including hurricane, uh, uh, typhoon, tropical storm, cyclonic storm, and and a bunch more. But yeah, let, let's start off. I'll start off by um, by defining it. So, mm. according to Uncle Wiki, a tropical cyclone or hurricane. Mm-hmm is a rapidly rotating storm system characterized by a low pressure center. I think they call it the eye of the, of the hurricane mm-hmm. informally, right? Um, a closed level atmospheric circulation, strong winds and a spiral arrangement of thunderstorms that produce heavy rain or squalls. I'm not sure what that is. A squall. You see that, right? Apparently, yeah. a squall is a sudden, sharp increase in wind speed mm-hmm. lasting minutes, contrary to a gust, a wind gust lasting seconds. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so we, we got squalls here in Newfoundland. We got snow squalls oh, really? a lot. Yeah, so, you know, it could be fine one. It's uh, all blizzard. Like, you know, well, it's not, it's not a blizzard. A blizzard is something else, right? So we, like, let's say you'll be driving, minding your own business. Let's say it's about, you know, two degrees sunny out no real wind and then you drive across into another part of the city and then immediately the wind just goes whoosh, and mm. no that comes across like it's not it's not heavy snow but it's enough that it's like oh shit okay it's snowing and then so it's a gust it's, it's gone no 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 like like a like a squall like this will probably last about 15 minutes and then it'll be done oh yeah then yeah so it is squall. it's just like yeah, wow. like a gust is usually something that sort of just goes, you know, it's windy, it's windy, it's windy, then it's really windy, and then it's windy, windy, windy. So it's mm, uh, okay. Yeah. So as I'm reading here, yeah, go as it. I'm reading ahead a little bit, um, I'm actually realizing that there's there is a difference between um, a hurricane and a typhoon and a tropical storm. Okay. In that, so a hurricane. And and I guess you mentioned this already, but mm-hmm. we we um, yeah, you did mention this already. But a hurricane is a tropical cyclone that occurs in the Atlantic Ocean, yeah, and northeastern Pacific Ocean, yeah. whereas a typhoon occurs in the no- northwestern Pacific Ocean, yeah, in the South Pacific or Indian Ocean. Uh, comparable comparable storms are referred to simply as tropical cyclones or severe cyclonic yeah. storms. Yeah. So the you are right. The only the only difference between a hurricane and a typhoon is location. location. That's yeah. it. Because um, like hurricane actually comes from uh, it's a it's a Spanish loan word. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. Um, and then a typhoon is a uh, yeah. It it actually comes from from a few from a few languages. So there's um, yeah. Uh, French actually, uh, typhon is means mm, yeah. a whirlwind or a storm, and this is since uh, the 1500s. There's a Hindustani word called tufan, which um, comes from the Persian tufan, which means storm. Uh, there's also, I, which I think this is where it actually comes from, the Chinese source, which is taifeng or taifeng, which um, means. Uh, yeah, so pretty much the first character means wow. pedestal or stand. Um, but yeah, this pretty much means uh, like a like a crazy wind. So yeah, 
Interesting. It's, it's nuts, to say the least. And um, yeah, dude, these they, these have always hurricanes have always fascinated me, and I don't know why I never looked it up. Like mm-hmm. I never looked up how they work and stuff, because it is crazy. But like, what you do is, I mean, as a kid, what you, and even now, the only thing you really do is like you go on YouTube and you look up videos. You just kind of look at, and not even the instructional ones. You just kind of look at the. Um, you yeah. want to see an actual hurricane in action, like. Destroying, oh, yeah, destroying shit, and um, that's all I've really done. So I have no idea how they form, and I guess that's where we're going to jump into now. Yeah, sure. So pretty much the so let's let's say how they form. So really, like worldwide tropical cyclones. So that includes hurricanes and typhoons. They usually peak in about late summer. That's when. Mm. Like, and I mean, let's say for us, so we would be classified as like the northern, the North Atlantic portion of it. So our season starts in June, June 1st, and then it usually ends around uh, November, November 30th, right? Yeah. So like on average, we could, we can see about 12, right? Mm -hmm. And we, and this is the data that we're getting. So we actually started recording, uh, you know, hurricanes and and classifying them, I believe since 1945, but I could be wrong. I think we are um I think we have been uh tracking them for longer. But I know at yeah. the very least I am looking at a uh, at a graph here of um of all the tropical cyclones from 1945 to 2006 so pretty much how they form so usually for a north atlantic hurricane so which is the one that we're talking about today it forms off the coast of west africa off of uh like very close to senegal and then it'll travel right along the uh pretty much so they all form near the equator right they do yeah i would say it's more so it's not exactly at the equator. I say it's like close. it's midway between um, the equator and uh, one of the tropics, right? Mm, so okay. yeah, so let's let's actually look into the cyclogenesis right now. So, so we're actually, talking like Brazil level, like like you nope, said, Senegal. No, no, we're level. talking like Senegal level, which is synonymous with like you know northern Colombia and the Caribbean, right? Oh, okay. So, Colombia is just north of Brazil, right? Yes. So, but I'm talking like the northern coast of Colombia. So, yeah. pretty much what happens is that this storm forms across, like, off the west, uh, off the coast of Western Africa. Usually, it travels laterally, almost in an ellipsis. So it go, it'll go, you know, it'll it'll track west, and then. Mostly it makes landfall in, you know, some parts of the Caribbean or Central America, sometimes even, um, you know, the eastern seaboard of the United States and sometimes even Newfoundland where I'm to. But Mm -hmm. a lot of hurricanes as well or tropical tropical cyclones, I should say, they actually some of them don't even make landfall at all. Some of them Mm -hmm. just, you know, they pan west and then they'll take a sharp turn to the northeast and not make any landfall at all. They just so, die in the ocean. Yeah, they'll die in the ocean because again, it there's uh there's some requirements 
for a tropical cyclone formation. There's six main requirements for that. So you need sufficiently warm sea surface temperatures. You need atmospheric instability, which is changes in pressure. You need high humidity in the lower and middle levels of the uh, troposphere. You need enough Coriolis force in order to sustain that low pressure center, which the which the winds and the uh, and the moisture circulate around. And you also need a pre-existing low level focus or disturbance. And then finally, you need a low vertical wind shear. Now, a wind shear is also sometimes referred to as a wind gradient, and that's a difference in wind speed and direction over a relatively short distance in the atmosphere. Mm. So pretty much it needs, you know, warmth, humidity, uh, stuff needs to be a little bit unstable, but it also needs like a crazy direction in the wind. And pretty much all of this, like think about it as someone starting to like aggressively stir some soup. And then pretty much once that happens, once they get a good, have you ever done that before? Like you've just, you've stirred something and it makes the cyclone. So that's pretty much what happens, but they need enough Coriolis force to sustain a low, uh, a low pressure Mm -hmm. sensor, which, and for those of you who don't know, a Coriolis force is an inertial force that acts on objects that are in motion within a frame of reference, but it rotates with respect to an inertial frame. So, Essentially, let's uh, let's try to condense that down. So a flow between a low pressure area. So when a low pressure area forms, air flows in towards it. But because of the Coriolis force, it's directed, it's deflected perpendicularly to its velocity. So that sort of the rotation. Yeah, that's that causes the rotation. So pretty much it's going in, but then the force deflects it perpendicularly. And then because there's more stuff going in and it keeps getting uh, deflected in a perpendicular fashion, that's what causes the stuff to start spinning. Right. So, um, yeah, very, very interesting. Now, um, yeah, it spins really, really fast. I mean, according to what I'm looking at here. Yeah. Um, it, it can spin, there are five categories, like five categories of hurricanes. Yep. It goes from minimal to catastrophic. And and so the catastrophic Mm -hmm. is 157 miles per hour or higher. What's that in kilometers per hour? Kilometers per hour. That's That's definitely, that's, yeah, it's definitely over 200. I know that much. Um, Yeah. It's well over 200, 250. Yeah. It's 252. Yeah. And that's crazy. What's like a, what's a normal, what's just to give like the, the listeners perspective, what's, what's like normal winds, what's the average wind speed, like for a normal day? It depends um, on where you are, really. Um, speed. Well, let's check Ottawa, where I'm at. Wind okay. speed, Ottawa. So today, the wind speed is at 26 kilometers an hour hmm. um, versus a hurricane that can, that's that uh, an ex, a catastrophic category five hurricane. Yeah. Is at least 252. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So um so is that your is that your average today or is that uh or is that for your average for the tw- the 26? Yeah. That's just today. That's just oh, today. Okay. So yeah, cuz it's a normal day yeah. out. It's it's not um it's not not windy, but it's not too windy either. It just feels it's, like a normal. It's funny because I'm looking at the um, I'm looking at the average annual wind speed. So, what is 
So for Ottawa, the average annual wind speed is 12.9 kilometers per hour. So you're having a windy day compared to the average, right? Um, Where I'm at in St. John. It's definitely windier where you're at. The average wind speed annually, keep in mind, is 21.9 kilometers per hour. It's not unusual for a normal day sometimes to be... um, well, you know, like, let's just say like a 70 40. kilometer an hour wind like wow. is no big deal. Like we look at the gusts, right? So, you know, if yeah. it's like a normal day for us would be 20, like a th- let's even just say like a 30 kilometer an hour day with yeah. gusts at 60. Like that's fine. That's mm-hmm. manageable. Even gusts up to 80 is fine. But like when it starts gusting above 100, that's when people start to get worried, especially, you know, older folks who aren't as mobile or stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, there's been a couple of times and I'm not a small guy by any means. But when I first came here, it was really windy one uh, one winter and I wasn't prepared for it. Um, but it was so windy that one time I forgot. I think it must have been. It was hurricane force winds. I think it was close. I think it was like a hundred kilometers an hour gusting at one twenty, and it lifted me briefly off my feet. That's crazy. It, it caught me the right way, and my jacket was open like an idiot, and I just went whoop, like you know, probably about two centimeters off the ground. But oh my God. it was enough to you know push me back and lift me up a little bit, and I thought, yeah, holy yeah. shit, like this is this is no joke. Oh yeah, it's that when I visited you, it was definitely I definitely felt felt yeah. the um, felt how windy it was over there. Because you're on the coast, it, yeah. But we're also right in the middle of the Atlantic, right? So yeah. with regards you're the, to hurricanes, you're the yeah. you're the eastmost, right? Yep, eastmost of of both the Americas, right? Absolutely. And if you okay. look at the at the trajectory of a hurricane, you see you notice how after they pan west from. Uh, from Western Africa and then they pan West all the way up until the, uh, the Caribbean. And then they take a sharp turn Northeast. You know, there's a couple, we've had a couple of bad hurricanes that have, that have hit, you know, Igor was a bad Mm. one. Juan was a bad one. Um, and yeah, even though they'd already made landfall in other places, sometimes it can like, you know, we get the, the tail end of the it, which is still terrible. But then we also get stuff like Igor, which didn't make landfall anywhere except here. And it caused you know, a bunch of damage. And mm. uh, so, yeah, not to much. So pretty much like for formation, that's, that's pretty much what happens. And then again, there are those six, uh, there are those six main requirements for it. And yeah. if any one of those requirements suddenly isn't there anymore then that's then the storm dies out mm-hmm. so it's and um, you can actually have yeah. from what i'm i'm seeing here you can actually have a hurt you can have a like a something that would look like a hurricane a spinning storm mm-hmm. yeah um but that would not be like if it's under 74 miles per hour if the winds if the spinning winds mm-hmm. in the hurricane are under 74 miles per hour you can't call it a hurricane Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times you see these, cause I think I've, um, there, there was a, um, like one of these fake discount hurricanes in Ottawa, like two years ago. And I remember yeah. seeing it pretty close. Well, that's, that's and, not a discount. That's just, I'm pretty sure that's just a nor'easter. What's that? 
So nor'easter is a macro scale extratropical cyclone. So pretty much it's a it's a cyclone that um, that forms uh, outside of the tropics. So but these can again, they sort of they work very similarly to um, to the uh, to the tropical cyclones. But then again, usually they'll they'll take uh, they'll have snow with them because they're not as dependent on the temperature. They're more so dependent mm. on the low on the low pressure and the in the wind shear. So if there is enough, if the pressure is low enough and the shear is at a is at a the factor is set up enough, then they will a cyclone can form. And we've had a we've had a few nor'easters here so i think that might have been what you experienced like there was that um there was that one uh you remember that movie uh what's i think it was uh was it called the uh was it the perfect storm what it's the movie that's what it's called the the perfect storm oh um and that was about yeah Oh yeah, this one's interesting. So it's 1991. It's called the Perfect Storm. So it it was a nor'easter that absorbed a Category Two hurricane called Hurricane Grace. Mm-hmm. So pretty much, you know, Hurricane Grace. It actually started um, like right off the close, to, uh, like like pretty close to the Bahamas. So it didn't even, it didn't even really start in. Um, off the coast of uh, West Africa and it didn't really make landfall anywhere. It sort of just petered out into the, into the dregs of the Atlantic. However, um, what happened was, was that there was a, uh, yeah, let me, let me see right here. I'm pretty sure I want to say it, it like it, this, there was a convergent low pressure area that happened very close to where it died out. Yeah. And then this nor'easter absorbed the low pressure and the, and the speed of this, uh, of hurricane grace. Mm. And then dramatically, because it had already, like I can see the, the track right now. So it had started off off the coast of Nova Scotia and then it sort of went down and around. But then as it was coming back around almost for its figure eight, it picked up, the remnants of Hurricane Grace, and which put it directly on a collision course for Nova Scotian PEI, and it they didn't name that hurricane, but it became a hurricane. So it was a nor'easter that absorbed a hurricane, and then eventually became a hurricane. It's um, that's crazy. Yeah, it's very very crazy. But there was a movie that was made about it, and uh, yeah, it was it, it's a nuts nuts type of storm. That's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, like um, just just um, just to summarize, yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of how they form, so they form in, in tropical regions, right? Um, where hurricanes do, yeah, hurricanes w- and typhoons do, yeah. That's right. Where the um, where the where the ocean is is a little warmer. Yep, and you know, um. You know they're caused by winds that blow across. Mm-hmm. So winds start blowing across the the ocean. Yep. 
um, usually from from uh, Africa. Mm-hmm. Like the wings. Eastern African jet is usually what contributes to it. Yeah. 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 And that causes uh, water to evaporate into the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Because the the surface has to be has to be sufficiently warm enough in order for it. To, That's right. That's why it only works yeah. in the tropical regions. Yeah. Or uh, you know. Uh, That's why a hurricane but, on the yeah. And so, yeah. and that that warm, moist air rises into the atmosphere, and and it begins to cool. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, higher up there's cool air. The air is a little colder. Yeah, and warm and warm stuff always rises, right? That's right. But as it rises, it starts to cool, forming precipitation. That's right. Yeah, because it condenses. Yeah. Um, and like you said, uh, that forms precipitation. Mm-hmm. That's when a storm. That's when you can call it a storm. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that storm, a huge anvil-shaped cloud forms. Mm-hmm. And so, as as that warm air continues to rise, yeah, um, the winds start to uh, blow in a circle. Yes. And they start catching other clouds. And so you get this cluster of clouds that forms. Mm-hmm. And of course, as that warm air continues to rise up, the winds blow faster and faster. And as soon as that reaches 74 miles per hour, you have a hurricane. And, um, and that's it. That's how... I mean, in, in layman terms, that's mm. that's how a hurricane forms. Aesthetically, it's so they're beautiful. I know. I mean, it's crazy. It it's something so powerful. It looks like something monolithic. Something that is um, well, any any cyclonic storm really. But I'm, I'm looking at a picture of Hurricane Isabel that uh, Expedition Seven of the ISS took in 2003. Oh, let me check that out. Oh my god. You can see the eye, you can see the eye wall which is that really thick. That's like that's the worst part of it. Right before you get to the mm-hmm. eye. That's where the the cloud cover is the thickest. That's where the uh the, that's crazy. Yeah, like the perspiration is crazy or the precipitation rather is craziness and then you get the outer rain bands as well, right? So yeah. essentially like the first thing to hit land is the outer rain bands and that's usually how you know you can you can tell it so like it'll get windier before it hits then there's going to be a bunch of rain and then it's going to be that on steroids and if you're lucky enough uh, well well, i mean (laughs) i don't want to say like i use that term loosely but if the eye passes over and this is only anecdotal but um the eye of the storm apparently it is the most beautiful weather in the middle of it really apparently so Let's, i wonder if there's a video you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna look that up like eye of the storm i've in the middle of the eye of the hurricane there's gotta be there's got to be something. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I see one. I see one right here. So this is for, this, this is a video 
Is this that, Hurricane um, Michael you're looking at? No, actually, it's Hurricane Dorian. So mm, um, there is one for Hurricane Michael as well, but you go first. Yeah, so this is so a pilot with the United States Air Force, um, Lieutenant Colonel Sean Cross. I'm watching his interview with CNN right here. So he flew late. So the Air Force sends teams in to measure it, right? So he actually yeah. flew inside the eye. And I'll, wow. send you, I'll send you the link right here. I really wish we were video yeah. capable for you guys because this is like it, – it looks majestic. It really does. And now, I mean, I, I'm muting it because I, I kind of don't want to hear uh, the reporter. But, uh, yeah, he took, a, he took a picture or two in there, and that is just unbelievably it, – it just looks unbelievably calm, so serene. And this is a Category 4 hurricane. So, like, you can, you can see wow. the massive wall of clouds, and which is it's called the sunny eye as hell. Yeah, and you can see how it was unbelievably serene it is. But then, of course, as he's going back into it, like you can see the wind starting to pick up, and oh my god! Yeah. So this was a this was a category four. I don't know if you see that meter they have at the bottom. But so, so almost a category a- five. That's right. It was almost a category five at wind speeds of 155 miles per hour. So it was just below uh, yeah. a category so that's five. That's 250 kilometers an hour. Yeah. That's insane. Unbelievable. But yeah, show, show me the one about Hurricane Michael. That was. Sure. I, I didn't get to look at the video, but here, I'll send it to you. Um, Hurricane. Hurricane Michael Iowa. Um, yeah, it's called Sea Perfect Calm in Hurricane Michael, in Eye of Hurricane Michael. Okay. Oh, crap. And it's, um, wow. Um, wait, one let me, yeah. let me link you. Yeah, link me. Because I, I like, I just think it's, it's crazy. It's just like how serene. Calm, you know, calm amongst the chaos. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Sorry. Yeah, it's like perfect weather. And then a drink. But, uh, yeah, a little drink. Got to keep the, got to keep the drip, right? Oh God. Of course there's an ad about coronavirus. Uh, (laughs) with the featuring the voice of Dr. Sanjay Gupta. I'm Surgeon General. All right, Doctor Oz. Yeah, Doctor Oz. Hey, remember that physicist that we saw in high school that would always say orange juice? Whoa, it's crazy. Wow. Michael slams into Florida as a cat for. You can see, like I, I'm seeing. I I've been to Panama City before, and. Yeah, yeah. I used to I used to spend some summers there. That it's ripping off signs, roofs, like geez, look at that poor high school. This whole roof got taken off. You can see the basketball court and anything. Poor kids can't uh, you know, have dreams of NBA anymore. They can't ball out. Look at the power lines. They can't ball out in any you know, uh, like on a wow. on a level, why do they make telephone poles out of wood? 
I just saw some burning there. Like, what is... Pole made out of wood? No, you know those telephone poles? They're made out of wood. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so what happens if there's if there's a fire like you know that's a fire hazard right there. Anyway, Dude, I'm sure they take I'm sure they take yeah. that into account. Maybe we should cover that some sometime. It's definitely one to look at. Like electrical grids is something that I do want to cover at a later date because I think they're very very yeah. interesting, especially as we're becoming more dependent on them. But yes, yeah, so I think we've like we pretty much covered how they form. We covered what they are. Um you know what? Let's cover the uh, the landfall because I think that like let's do it. That again, like that is um, like I think that we can uh, obviously the effects of it are crazy. There is, you know, of course, it causes massive amounts of flooding. Uh, the wind damage is unbelievable. Like it can tear the siding off of homes. Can tear roofs off. It can kill people. Um. So yeah, it's really. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I want to know as we're as we're talking about killing this, people. Sorry, yeah, I'm what's up? You off. No, 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 go for it. Because you said you Cut said, you off, said killing people, but mm-hmm. but get this, get this. The deadliest hurricane ever was the Great Hurricane of 1780, and don't don't look it up. But guess how many people it killed. One hurricane. Hmm. 50,000 people. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, no, that's a little high. They killed okay, 22,000. 20, okay, I would, my next guess would have been 25,000. Yeah. So... They killed 22,000 people. So, wait, the, the Great Hurricane... Of 1780. Man, you know, that could, e- that could even be a series where we just, like, do great storms, like, like, crazy storms from the past. But again, yeah, so this is before records were being... Like meteorological records were being kept, so yeah. From what we know, um, yeah. Apparently, they're they're guesstimating that the highest winds were gusts of two hundred miles per hour, which is equivalent mm-hmm. to three hundred and twenty-five kilometers an hour. So yeah, it murdered anywhere between uh, twenty-two thousand and twenty-seven five thousand mm-hmm. like that is not... crazy wow. crazy and, and and you know what you know what you get this i think i don't know which one's more mind-blowing but here is the most damaging hurricane was hurricane katrina yeah that makes sense and guess guess in dollars how much damage it dealt uh wait i knew this before I think it was something like fourteen billion, dude. A hundred and sixty-one billion dollars. Ah, fuck. Can you believe? Well, I mean, think about it. Think about it. New Orleans was a, um, you know, is a hub on the um, on the Gulf of Mexico. A lot. It's a very big port as well. Not to mention they have. Um, you know, they've got their sports teams there. It is, it's the economic capital of Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a huge tourism part of there, right? So then again, you know, they, they have one single fortune 500, which is Entergy, 
which is a power generation utility and a nuclear power plant operations specialist. So naturally, um, you know, there's some pretty dangerous stuff on the go. But then, you know, of course, you have Rolls Royce, AT&T, IBM, you know, just to name a few of mm. people that have either significant operations or headquarters there. Right now, mm, imagine yeah. when, like, when Katrina hit, Entergy left. Uh, Freeport. Well, actually, no. Wait, Entergy is still there, um, but they had two beforehand. So, Freeport McMoran, which is a mining company, they left. They went to Phoenix. Um, <laughs> <They're> like, <"Fuck laughs> this. Yeah, they were like, "Fuck this." But yeah, a Lockheed Martin is also there too. Um, so yeah, again. There's a NASA facility in New Orleans East. There's a U.S. federal court. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals is located in New Orleans. So, like, it, of course, it's a massive economic hub. So to be just completely mm-hmm. wrecked by this hurricane, naturally, there's going to be that amount of economic damage because not to mention the fact that it's that New Orleans lost a lot of its population I think it, let me just see, it caused a population decline of over 50% in 2005. Wow. So half the city left. So that has to be taken into account from, for the, uh, for the economic damage. Right. So like, like think about it. So like you, how many people do you think is there? How many people do you think live there right now? In New Orleans right now? Yeah. Right now. A million. Barely 400,000. So wow. it's 391,006 people. So over 50% of people left. So it was close to a million, but then they, they left because of Katrina. Wow. And that was, That's and I mean, like, like we can get into, and Katrina was no joke. It was a Cat 5 uh, storm. The highest winds for one minute, one minute sustained is what they, uh, is what they go at because like, if it if you sustain that wind speed for a minute, then it's no longer a gust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So the highest wind of it, and you probably know that, two hundred and eighty kilometers an hour. Yeah, insane. That's crazy. Well into category five. Yes. Oh yeah. That's that's not even a question. Like that is unbelievable. And insane. actually, you know what? Yeah. What? Let's, because I've got a list of all the extremes, all the extreme hurricanes that happened. All right. Or not, not all the extreme hurricanes, but like all the extreme cases, like the mm. fastest forming hurricane, the most damaging one. Like, yeah, link me that. I want to see it. All that stuff. It's on the wiki page. Just Command F, extremes, and it's on the it's on the uh, um, Atlantic Hurricane wiki page. Oh yeah. If you Command F. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't commit. It's really it. cool. We should cover that after because I cut I cut you off earlier. So yeah, maybe yeah. you could continue with what you were saying, and then after that, we could cover these extremes. We kind of look at maybe two or three more. Well, no, pretty much what I was saying is like like a landfall on a uh, like you know these hurricanes when they make landfall, they not only completely devastate um, humans, but they also they uproot trees, they blow fish yeah. out of the water. Literally, they. Um, you know, they'll take crabs some places. They'll completely redistribute 
all living things, right? And this is something that's inanimate, but it's something that's alive. This this thing is born, it grows, it matures, and then eventually it dies. And the crazy thing about it is, is that this is something that we have no control over. Mm-hmm. It is, I mean, no matter what we do, this will always happen. It was, it's been happening since, you know, the 1700s, <laughs> so, you know, with that great hurricane. Yeah. It's been happening for all, for since time immemorial really and we only started keeping records and i i did i did finally read that now the official atlantic hurricane records only started in 1851 right so that's uh so that is one thing but what the point that i'm trying to make is that again because it's inanimate but it's alive like this is something that is that is very 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 dangerous to humans this is something that is very dangerous to all life and now there was a like, and, and like I said, we have no control over it. But there was a uh, like a preventative measure that the U.S. government tried to do in the um, in the nineteen seventies. I forget what the project was called. So let me. How do you how do you stop a hurricane? Well, but that that's what I mean, right? So you I, could just nuke it, like Trump said. <laughs> I think I saw I saw something uh I saw Chuck something really Peter. really funny. Remember when uh, when Hurricane Jose came along? I was on Twitter yeah. and some guy said, This hurricane named Jose, damn, you know like Donald Trump better not let this motherfucker in. You know Trump ain't gonna let this motherfucker into the US. <laughs> you just build a wall, dude. Stop yeah. that hurricane with a wall. No, 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 no. There was a um Ah, oh, crap. Where was it? Really, all you need is a big wall. Like, really no, tall. They, no, wall. no, no. They tried to do something. Uh, <laughs> U.S. project to stop. They tried to use Project Storm Fury. That's what it was. Laser beams. No, it was, a, it was an attempt to weaken tropical cyclones uh, by flying aircrafts into them and then seeding them with silver. Silver iodide. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they started this from 62, 1962 to 1983. So the hypothesis was is that this this silver iodide would cause super cooled water into the in the storm to freeze and that would disrupt the inner structure of the hurricane. So they try they seeded several of these hurricanes, but the hypothesis was incorrect, right? Because like that hypothesis would work based on the assumption that hurricanes have enough supercooled water in them in order to disrupt the inner structure of the hurricane. However, most hurricanes don't contain enough of the supercooled water for cloud seeding to be effective, right? Uh, okay. And not and not to mention the fact that these researchers eventually found out that unseeded hurricanes often undergo the same structural changes that were expected from seeded hurricanes. So really the only thing that you can uh that you can do is wait it out. Yeah. So, or build which, a wall. Or or build a wall, right? Or <laughs> or or what is it? Uh like like the Twitter user said, name it Jose. Then you know what's <laughs> going to get let in. Yeah, dude. If you build, if the wall is is, is high enough, then you're good to go. Ooh, that would actually be that would be a um, when we do our earthquake episode, which is probably going to be next week. Uh, we are going to cover weather resistant structures. 
because Japan is fantastic for that. So we're going to cover that in the next episode. Don't worry. Um, And forgive us if we seem all over the place. But again, like these topic or these subjects rather are they're so fascinating that they they just lead you into into a deep dive and there's not much you can you can do about it. Um, so you'll you'll forgive us, our dear listeners, if uh, if it seems like it's not as structured as usual. Especially the extremes, because it's like yeah. it's like um, you know, kind of reminds me of it. Kind of reminds me of people's or our fascination with true crime on Netflix, for example. Ooh. Right? Because you can't you can't. It's just so hard to fathom, mm. right? Like it's something like that you crazy, hold in awe. Yeah, it's just you're just in awe. Like, how could this person or how could this have happened? And it's the same thing, I think, with hurricanes, like the level of damage, just the fact that like, well, even just how they form and everything, you know? Um, Oh, absolutely. I think that's I mean, that's I think that that's why I'm fascinated by them. But Um, something bigger than yourself, right? We have that we have that built within us. And again, we we won't spoil future. future topics but again like we we've evolved to a certain there's a reason why we are where we are and fear and awe are very similar right so again we're we're always we're afraid of these storms and but like i said fear and awe are similar fear paralyzes a lot of people but so does awe something that you could be extremely afraid of and that you should naturally be afraid of when you see it, it's just so massive. It's so grand. It's great. Not great in the positive sense. But Absolutely. Because great doesn't have to yeah. always be positive, but great on the sense of the scale. Epic. You're you're rooted to your to your spot. You can't help but just look at it because your body doesn't know what else to do. It's that overloaded. Mm-hmm. And you just look at it and you think, well, crap. <laughs> that is that's something else. It's like when you see a, um, it's like when you see a shooting star or when you see um, Northern Lights, which I haven't yet, and I really, really want to. But um, yeah, I want to things see of that beauty too. like that, or when you see a volcano erupting, yeah. or when you see an earthquake happening, or a massive wave of of the tsunami, or the mm-hmm. monsoon storms moving it's over. just so rare and like you said i like the way you put it you said it's just so much bigger than us yeah absolutely it it, it shows us how how small we really are not to say that we're not worth anything because we're worth everything but we again we need to consider how how tiny we are like what's the average height of a human five nine 175 centimeters like you know yeah. the these storms are gargantuan and i so very rarely get to use that word so i love it when i do but um <laughs> yeah they they are gargantuan they're massive and they are. even maybe yeah, even I, they're not grotesque though some of them can be katrina was grotesque hurricane mitch was grotesque but the, but they're beautiful i mean i guess the the damage is kind of grotesque Yes, the damage is grotesque, but but if you're looking at just the anatomy of it, if you're looking yeah. at the bands, if you're looking at the eye, if you're looking, I mean, I'm even Kinda looking nice. at the most, okay, the costliest hurricane in the history of the United States, Hurricane Harvey, I'm looking at a uh, at an image from Noya's um, 
uh, Go 16 satellite. Look how mm-hmm. aesthetic. Uh, are, are you seeing this? Do you want me to link it to you? Link it to me. All right. This. So, yeah, Hurricane Katrina and Hurricane Harvey are the two costliest. costliest. Yeah. Just look at how aesthetic that storm looks as it's making landfall in Texas. Did you send it? Yes, of course. Oh, wow. Look at how aesthetic it is. It's crazy. It's like when you when you drop a marble in a snowbank and it makes that perfect tunnel. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. It's crazy. It's just you know what it looks like. It looks like it looks like somebody. Um, it kind of looks like that soup example, like stirring a s- soup. Yeah. It looks like somebody stirred all of the clouds. that kept stirring until they all like mixed up. Because mm-hmm. you can see right around the hurricanes, a bunch of clouds that are kind of spread out. Yeah. And it kind of looks like somebody decided to start stirring the sky. Yeah, because you can see the low pressure even moving some of the stuff that which, you know, let's say from the eye all the way to down where the Yucatan Peninsula is. Like you can see them starting to even come up yeah. into the into the cyclone. Like that is hundreds of kilometers away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, insane. And to and to piggyback onto your point of how beautiful that is a how how that's almost inconceivable to us you know we can go to space but we can't can see like and again i mean we can see it but that is that is unbelievable that a low pressure event hundreds of kilometers away from a given location can affect that that place it is, it is it's unbelievable and, it, and i mean i guess these types of storms one more one more point i guess these ones give credence to the butterfly effect where you know and i mean we've all heard the adage you know the the flapping of a butterfly's wings here means a tsunami over there and it pretty much is, it's almost like a like a doppler effect on steroids where it just sort of where you ride a wave and all of this yeah, uh, yeah. all this momentum starts to go forward i'm starting to remember my university physics um but yeah i think it's uh, it's crazy and you know what i think what fascinates it's it's too too unreal like it's it's almost as if like like how how have we survived these i think a big part of it is because we know because for example look look at the image that you just sent me yeah you we know I mean, we don't know exactly, but we know how big that is. And just thinking about, just looking at that image and thinking, wow, that thing is literally thousands of kilometers in diameter. Not thousands. Hundreds. Like hundreds. Hundreds. Yeah. Like the one you sent me looks to be over over 500 kilometers in diameter at least. Yeah. Yeah, I can say that. That's, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And... I think that yeah. the, I, I don't know about you, but that fascinates me. Just the fact that even other things like just things that are, like you said, gargantuan, mm. things that are just huge. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. And it's, um, uh, it, it leaves you speechless and I'm kind of jealous of astronauts. You get to go up and spacewalk and imagine them. Imagine you're out trying to repair this satellite and you see that, that. view. 
and there's no amount of money that I would pay. I would, oh man, to to be able to see that that that's a sight, and and that's also another topic. We're coming up with new topics all the time, folks. But um, yeah, space will be interesting. Oh man, that is like again. So so to bring it all back, like the landfall is unbelievable it's unbelievably devastating and again it's the and i think the reason why we're so awestruck by it to to add to your point that you made is that i think the reason why almost like true crime well i mean eh, true crime we can see okay this is something that's clearly grotesque but there's a method to that madness mm-hmm. and that method is aesthetic it's the same thing with these storms the aftermath of it, the outcome of it is grotesque. It's catastrophic damage, loss of life, and loss of livelihood. Because a lot of people get displaced by these storms. A lot of their lives are never the same because of these storms. But That's right. they're so aesthetically pleasing. They're beautiful to look at to study and it's such an elegant system that again our brains have a tr- have trouble reconciling the beautiful and the grotesque right the sacred right. and the profane or as one of my friends used to say the sacred and the propane full of malapropisms <laughs> yeah it's uh that's great yeah, but but I mean, but it, it truly is. So like, so again, I, I guess that's a question that I kind of want to put to uh, to you and to the to the listeners as well. So, when you're confronted with something like a hurricane, you know, which is both beautiful and grotesque, what's the first thing that you go to? Like when you see that, when you see this picture, first thing you do, first thing you go to, do you say, "Whoa, that is." an extremely oh. grotesque like imagine the loss of life or do you sit back and are like wow that is i think crazy like that is that is that's beautiful because it just looks so aesthetically pleasing and maybe i'm nuts for, for saying me, that but personally for me I, I think that it is aesthetically pleasing and it's beautiful but in terms of first first impression like my my initial reaction yeah will be and won't be wouldn't be that but it wouldn't be negative either i think it would just be like pure fascination with i'd just be fascinated by the size and like the power of it and the power exactly the power and just the fact that it's there something so powerful is just right there Mm. and just the fact that it's real something so powerful and, and huge is real how well, about you? No, I I couldn't have said it better myself. That is um again, yeah, I think that really we answer that question in the sense that you don't automatically think, oh, it's beautiful or oh it's grotesque because you're paralyzed in that moment of awesomeness. That yeah. you're just you're held, you're enthralled by this event. And yeah, again, it, there is a little bit of disbelief in there. Like, I can't believe that something like this is real. Something like this actually happens. It's almost magical. And 
again, it just shows how no matter how far we advance or how big headed we get to think that, you know, uh, geez, like hell, we can go to space. We can go to space, but we can't stop a hurricane. That would be like, oh, yeah, like I can I can leave my house and get a job, but I can't stop uh, the rat problem inside my house you know what i mean that's a very poor analogy but i mean it, it, again like these hurricanes keep recurring and i think let's let's pivot let's pivot off because i know i know we're kind of running out of time here but um but i do want to pivot on to one thing let's let's think outside the box right can we prevent them can we prevent hurricanes from happening dude you build a wall <laughs> I'm okay, just but honestly, like, how can we? No, no, stop, honestly, how can we stop these from happening, or at least honestly, you know, deaden the effect. Um, uh, you just throw, you start flying, um, planes full of ice cubes over the, the tropics, and you start dumping ice in, the <laughs> right, <laughs> in the okay. ocean, okay. in the like, ocean near on. the equator. Like, come on now. Yeah, dude, you got, you gotta. The water is too warm. That's the issue. Water, the water around the equator is a little too warm. Okay. We got to. So, okay. Let's say we were able to tow icebergs down from, (laughs) down from when, because, because here's the thing. Icebergs, when they break off in the, in the summer and iceberg season is coming here now. And I mean, it's beautiful. We, we saw a couple when you, uh, when you came to visit. That that was incredible. Yeah. We, that was another one of those moments. Yeah. We got, we got some of those iceberg, uh, we, we, geez, you have pictures where we're holding a massive piece of iceberg and, uh, that was another one of those moments, by the way, like that was another one of those moments for me where I was like, yeah, because it was huge. I mean, we saw it from a distance. It wasn't too close, but yeah. I could tell that it was absolutely enormous. And to know, yeah, everyone knows this by now. I'm sure. I'm sure you've seen the infographic of like only you only see ten percent of an iceberg, and ninety percent of it is underwater. Yeah, and knowing that as well makes it that much more special. Oh, absolutely and fascinating and incredible. Absolutely. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a picture because I saw an iceberg. Speaking of them. Um, is your picture? Yes, it is. I uh, that I got to see when I was up the shore. And for those of you who are listening in Newfoundland, that means uh, you just drive a couple of hours south uh, from St. John's, and you get these small communities. But it's beautiful country out there. It is like I I can't describe to you how how amazing it is. It's really really nice. But I was a uh, I was driving down there and there was this three-pronged iceberg sitting in Admiral's Cove, which is one of these small little communities. And I was I was absolutely floored. I did take a picture of it and I'm trying to find it now. I have way too many memes on my uh on my phone here. Come on now. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> too many memes. Too way too many memes. Anyway, oh, crap. I'm gonna pass it. 
It's okay. Uh, any, anyway, yeah, I'll send it to you later. But it, like, the the fact of the matter is, is that um, again, so so to your point, we throw ice cubes in there. Even if we tow, we manage to keep the iceberg um, cold enough, and we manage to tow it down to the say say we're able to cool down the waters enough. And again, like we said, we wouldn't get into we wouldn't get into climate change. So this isn't we're not getting into the politics of it. But what I wonder what the effect would be if hurricanes didn't happen, like the effect on just weather in general. Like if like if you're there saying was, if hurricanes weren't if if like if we managed to completely prevent hurricanes, like how would the weather change? Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's an interesting stuff like that. So like like, that's something that I'm curious about because naturally like these. So what you're saying is this cause massive amounts of damage. They kill people. They uproot organisms and stuff like that. But I wonder like is like are are they hurricanes serve a purpose? Yes, that's what I'm asking. You're asking if hurricanes, yeah, okay. Like, do they do actually? They you know what? Urban ecological Dude, that's an purpose. easy question to ask. Let's see. Do hurricanes serve a purpose? Well, it looks like um, yes. To they, oh, yep, they control do. Control people. They do. All right. All right. To control the masses, dude. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stay at home, people. Justin Trudeau loves you. That's right. So that's right. yes, they said. <laughs> <laughs> hurricanes I'll, I'll read this out right, i'll read right. this out hurricanes serve the same purpose as winter storms they vent off heat from the lower levels of the atmosphere in summer months near the equator ocean temperatures rise as the sun continually beats down on it ocean water temperature approach temperatures approach 80 degrees and then blah blah, blah. evaporation oh, occurs okay. we went over that already um It's for equilibrium. I, I, I'm I'm, re- I'm reading the same thing. I I understand what you're. So it's acting as a as a temperature valve, like a temperature release. Yeah, and yep. a pressure yep. release yep. Yep. for uh, right. for the Earth. Huh. Yeah, to maintain equilibrium. Hmm. Interesting. So there you have it, folks. You heard it here first. If you didn't there go is, on yeah. to stormsurf.com. Yeah. Look at that web design. Well. At least the info is good. Yeah, no, the like that's the thing. The content's great, but most people nowadays are swayed by um, by design rather here. than by content. Yeah. But yeah, this is um, that was interesting. Do we have yeah. anything uh, left to cover? Uh, I think that's about it. So um, yeah, again, thank you so much, folks, for uh, for tuning in and listening to uh, to these two random random dudes who know nothing about hurricanes. Uh, explore the topic a little bit. Hopefully that uh, we've enlightened you in some way, shape, or form. I know I have been. Anyway, now I know that they do serve a purpose. And I also know how they're formed. And uh, and yeah, and how awe-inspiring they are. Um, do join us next week. We will be covering another freak weather occurrence. Uh, not deci- We're not decided on which one that is yet. We'll leave that... Uh, We'll leave that a surprise, but rest assured that next week we will be back talking about another crazy and awe-inspiring weather occurrence. Is he got anything, Dad? Before we uh, before we sign off? No, that was that was fun. I think my favorite part though was the looking at the extreme cases. 
Mm. That was insane. And I really recommend to anyone listening, go check out the wiki page for Tropical Cyclones. And read the references. Remember. (laughs) That's right. Always read the references. And... But navigate to the extremes section, and there's a list of of, of um, really notable hurricanes, and it's really interesting to explore. All yeah, right. No, that's awesome. All right, folks. Well, thank you so much for joining us once again. This has been The Burning Question. My name's Ben, and I'm joined by Izzy. And next week, we will be back continuing this month's